What's going on, everybody? It's George here from Envision doing our brews and buzzwords. And I'm here with a very special guest today, uh, somebody I've known from the industry for a long time. And I'm glad uh, that I'm getting to know him a lot more. Uh, Kareem Perez, who is the founder and executive director of The Tech Effect, is here today to talk to us about the great resignation and what The Tech Effect is doing to help support those who are looking to get into digital marketing in our world. So Kareem, thanks so much for being here today, man. It's thanks for having very me, much George. appreciated. Um, as I mentioned, uh, we were just talking earlier in my office about how long ago we actually first connected yeah. and then things kind of went silent. And uh, here we are again, almost 10, 11 years later, yeah. uh, sitting down together, having a conversation. And what really intrigued me, um, obviously, with everything going on in the pandemic um, and hearing stories from numerous uh, organizations around the world is how employees are leaving their jobs. And when I started hearing about the tech effect and all the amazing things you were doing for up-and-coming digital marketers and the mentorship programs that you have, I thought, what a great opportunity to start talking about this and appreciate what you're seeing in the industry. What is going on in our world, in the digital space, and how is the tech effect helping these new up-and-comers or existing up-and-comers? Right, and right. on the flip side, the companies that these individuals are getting placed in. Yeah. So, so yeah. So you you hit the three three areas on the head in terms of up and coming marketers, um, existing marketers or career professionals, and then the companies. So we really tried to bridge the gap between those three things in terms of um, first of all digital upskilling and just the way the you know everything is changing. We talked about AI. We talked about digital transformation. And of course, with the pandemic, you're seeing um, a lot more people working from home and just even the experience between the company the organization and the employee is now a virtual experience there's a lot more layers to it mm -hmm. um, so for us at the tech effect is really about um upskilling and providing opportunities for recent graduates and up-and-coming professionals who want to get into digital which is only exploding now because of uh digital transformation and the pandemic and the funny thing is we we started this before the pandemic and we saw this opportunity so it only accelerated 10x as a result mm -hmm. um so that's where it started right but then you also now think okay when you're working at an organization you still need to stay on your a-game right there's so much changing in digital there's so many new skills so many different um avenues that a company can take to offer whether it's um services or ideas to their customers so they want their employees to be front and center and being upskilling, learning, training. So there's a whole element for existing career professionals in the game to improve their skills. And then the last part is the organizations need to really um, double down in terms of uh, training, mentorship, and uh, retention. And that only helps with retention and really like um, changing their business model or their organizational approach to retaining talent and upskilling talent as well. So, you know, our focus is on those three areas and providing uh, programs, education and training to those three uh, demographics or audiences um, to help bridge the gap and bring them all together so that when you hire a new talent or you hire digital talent, um, you're getting somebody that's more prepared. You're getting somebody that understands a little bit more, not just the technical skills, but um, the nuances within the space, which, you oh, know, there's, and there's so plenty many, of them, right? that's for sure. Um, but then also, once you have them, how do you keep them, right? And how do you provide an environment where they can thrive and grow 
and be their best self, right? Because that's another big thing as well, which is no longer can we separate um, the employee experience from the person. It's more about the human experience where, you know, if I'm into... If I'm into um, environmental sustainability, right, and I'm into like a certain culture, the more I can be that person at work is the better work I'm going to do. And the more you understand me as an employer, right, then I can be myself and I'm not always going to be on my A game, but you have to understand why, right? So just like a lot of that um, education and training and conversation, uh, bridging the gap between those different areas is key. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think what you said about um, preparing those who are interested in getting into our world is a breath of fresh air for me because uh, I can tell you over the last 20 years of doing this, I've come across plenty of resumes. Right. And as I'm evaluating the skill sets of the individual for the particular role, you can put anything down in writing, but when you have something that's certified by someone like yourself, who's really well-versed in our space, right. knowing that this individual has been trained by an expert and that has that moral compass of the humanistic approach and what they're going to not only do technically to, um, to support the agency or wherever their placement is, but they're going to fit in from right. a cultural perspective and they're going to have an appreciation for all sorts of diversity that's in our industry. So I really love the fact that you are doing this because I think it's needed in our world. I think our world needs more Kareem's to teach generations of digital marketers on what to expect when you come into a workforce. I think it's a super important thing. The other thing I love about what you said is that whole um, preparing them for continual education. Because you and I know we've been in doing this for a long, long time. The world we were in 10 years ago in terms right. of marketing, it, 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 it's it's irrelevant, really, right? Yeah. Would you agree? True. I would agree. It's it's because it's we've gotten to a point where things are moving so fast and so rapid that if you're not staying on top of you're not that hungry, motivated individual who wants to continually learn, you're probably gonna get swallowed up in this world pretty quickly and spit out. Yeah, so there, there's the the interesting part about that is, um, you know, as an employee, right? You, your company is going to provide you with resources as much as they can, but a lot of times, you know, and especially in the agency in the digital space, it's very fast paced. Mm -hmm. So it's hard for the senior leaders or it's hard for the senior, um, you know, executives to to take time to mentor and spend time with like that day to day mentorship that a lot of junior talents need. So that's where we come in, where, you know, we're an external resource that has the expertise and um, the, the community where, you know, some of your employees and talent can still get that extra help and support, but not necessarily during the day to day. Um, but in terms of um, in terms of the training, the three areas we focus on and we've 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 seen is the most consistent amongst all candidates are, um, you know, digital like uh performing uh personal development right so personal development is the first one where you know you have a skills gap right so regardless of whether you're in the industry already or you're just starting off you know you have this vision of where you want to be right so you have your skills that you know now and you need to figure out okay what am i going to learn and what are the tools i'm going to use to get to the person i aspire to become Right. So, OK, which pathway do I want to go in? Is it, is it SEO? Is it paid? Is it social? Is it content? OK, now when you figure that out, 
there's a certain pathway where you have to learn certain things, right? So that's the personal development part. Um, the second part is branding, right? So we know this is like a huge one now where it's like, how do you showcase your skills? Okay, now you might know things, you might be very good at them, but how do you put yourself out there? And how do you show people that I'm an expert in a certain area, mm -hmm. right? So if you're, a, if you're a writer, you know, you're not necessarily have to write about everything digital, but show me that you, show me what you're interested in, whether it's hockey, whether it's sports, show me your writing portfolio, show me you're, in real time. So when you're talking about branding, you're saying your personal brand. Your personal in, brand yeah, right. and really just um, not necessarily building your personal brand you could, of course, put building your personal brand for um, professional value. So that's also key that we teach um, our candidates, but also your expertise, right? So we talked about, we talk about being a T-shaped marketer where, you know, you might be a lot, you might, the, the top horizontal access is, you know, a lot of everything, right? You know, business, you know how SEO works, you know how content works, you know, like the general Fun. elements of digital marketing of how a company builds their online presence. But now I might be the paid media specialist, right? Right. So that's the expertise on the vertical axis where it's like, okay, now I'm going to teach you about paid marketing, e-commerce, e-commerce advertising, mm -hmm. Google advertising. And there's so much more in that area, oh. right? So if I'm, if I'm the paid media specialist, I want to be able to showcase that I know all of these things and I have that expertise. And how do you do that? It's through conversations like this. It's through blogging. It's through showcasing on digital platforms how you do that, right? Of course. So so that's like the personal branding element. And then the third part is networking, right? So how do you get out there and how do you meet people, um, whether that's through your employ employer, right, where you're helping them to build their business and helping them to find uh, potential clients or potential candidates, Right. So how do you get out there and network and represent yourself and represent your employer? And um, of course, when you're first starting out and looking, you you need that networking to get opportunities and find opportunities and get in the right spaces. And it's not only getting in those spaces, but it's like, OK, how do I engage with people while I'm there? Right. So like, for example, pandemic, everything is virtual online. So one of my tips is always, you know, if you're if you're going to an online event, you know, research the speakers in advance, for sure. right? Be in the chat, right? Don't mm -hmm. just go and just put yourself on, turn, turn off your camera yep. and just kind of cruise in the background. No, be in the chat, ask a lot of questions. And even when I was in marketing and we used to have guest speakers and we used to have uh, experts coming into our agencies teaching us, I'm sitting front row, right? right? I'm asking questions because after they're like, hey, I remember you, right? right. I remember Kareem, you were front row. You asked a lot of questions, you made an engagement. And of course, you know, as a speaker, you love to have that engagement and people stand out, right? So between those three areas, those are the three core areas that we tend to teach and uh, build our programs around. And we find like, though, once you have those three things, then you're, you're set for success. You're well suited. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I love, I love the part about the networking because you and I would not be sitting here had I not met you. Obviously you left an impression on me. And here we are years and years later having a conversation about the industry that we are passionate about and we're pursuing right. careers in. And you are actually helping nurture that next generation of market, which is really compelling. And I do that indirectly with my own teams here and and, and try to try to have that mentorship-like mindset. But if you are watching this, I want to let my audience know that networking is an imperative part of your success if you really want to stand out. I love that I love that you were the guy in the front row 
sitting down asking questions because I'm very much like that because I have a natural curiosity mm -hmm. to want to ask questions and learn. And if you're getting into this world and you are of that mindset that you are open to learn and ask questions and not be sh not shy away, you'll have a great career in the digital marketing space. So I love that. Well, I just wanted to say, right, like just to to jump on that too, is that I had a post or, you know, there's a thought that I always have, which is the answer to your question is more questions. <laughs> yeah, right? for sure. So even if you think you have the answer, it's always good to keep digging, keep asking, yeah. be stay curious, yeah. right? Even from a strategic standpoint, when you're working with clients or campaigns, it's like, okay, yeah, we can do this first idea, but what if we try this, right? Or what if, what if we take this angle? Or what if we didn't do what we did before and we did something different? And this is something we talked about earlier, which is, you know, we always encourage um, candidates and marketing professionals to um, share their perspective, right? It doesn't mean necessarily your perspective is going to be taken every time. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that your idea is going to be um, the one that's chosen. But the whole idea is have, of having diversity of thought and diversity of um, talent is to have those different perspectives, right? And the combination of those different perspectives is going to bring together like a better um, end goal than it was if it was just you or, you know, people of the same thought or same culture or diversity, right? I couldn't agree with you more. I, I, one of the things that we're so fortunate to have in this industry is the opportunity to be creative. Right. And creativity comes in a lot of different forms. And that one idea that might be in, let's call it the intern's head versus the C-level executive's head, those can drastically change the outlook on any particular campaign or initiative. So I encourage all of my team to always speak up, never shy away if you've right. got an idea. And to go back to what you're saying where, you know, ask questions. The one thing we are very keen on here and we, we promote it heavily is ask why. Right. And when you get your answer, ask why again. Yeah, and that. continually ask why. And I've published a lot around that concept of like continually dig and prod mm -hmm. until you get the real essence of what you're trying to accomplish you right. know, for the audience. So I, 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 I love that you, you have that same mindset too. The one thing I want to talk about just in terms of, I would love to hear what you're seeing in our industry because a recent survey that Microsoft did with 30,000 workers across 31 countries was that most of those 41% of those were considering leaving their leaving their current job. And the primary reason was because of burnout. Right. And I'd love to get to see what, you know, what you've been seeing in the last couple of years with respect to the great resignation that is this, you know, well-known term now. But what are you seeing in the workforce from a digital marketing perspective? Are you are you sensing burnout? Are you seeing more excitement? Because um, hybrid models are opening up opportunities uh, in our industry to not be so restricted to a geographic area? Yeah, I think that um, what I'm seeing and what I what I believe is, I believe there is burnout, right? I believe that even with the hybrid models, um, you're still having, you know, Zoom fatigue and screen fatigue and we're just connected. Mm -hmm. So even, even if we're not 
in a meeting or doing something specifically, our minds are always going and we're always like part of this digital atmosphere. This, Distracted. This metaverse, right? The metaverse. Yeah. But, it's a whole other conversation. But my, but my true belief is, again, going back to the human experience and the the ability to be yourself, right? Is that it's kind of like calling in sick, right? It's like sometimes you're feeling sick, but you feel like you still have to go to the office, like pre-pandemic, of course, but you feel like you still have to go and show up, mm-hmm. right? You feel like you're letting your employer down or you can't miss that meeting. You got to like tough it, mm-hmm. go through it, right? So I feel like that's where the burnout is coming from. It's organizations or cultures where... You're not allowed to be sick. You're not allowed to be on your off game, right? And and for me, it's like okay. And then even 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 with a lot of wellness and mental health, it's like sometimes you're burnt out to the point where you know what you need a rest day, right? Or you need to kind of like char- recharge, mm-hmm. right? And as an employee, I need to be comfortable to come to my boss or come to my manager and say, you know what, I'm just I just can't do it today. Right. I can't be on screen. I can't be online. I have I need a one or two days to to really recharge. Mm-hmm. And that's where I feel like the burnout is coming from. It's like that open dialogue and that um I feel like the onus on the employer to create that environment, right? And create a support system as well, yeah. where you have a team where that, you know, hey, I might not be able to jump on it today, but can you take that meeting for me today? Or I'm just not gonna be there, right? So um, yeah, that's that's how I feel, right? Like I feel like it's getting better, but I feel like that that needs to be done a lot more in terms of creating a, a culture and an organization where, um, you know, I'm not always going to be a hundred percent. You can feel safe to you speak can up, feel safe and say, you know, and as, especially like personal issues or you know, I have kids, right? Yep. So sometimes I got to drive the kids to sports or whatever. Is like, you know, I can't hide that. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes I got to get out of the office. I got to go. You know, I got practice late at night. It's like the next day, you know what? I need the morning off or I need to recharge or for whatever reason, right? So just understanding individual situations mm-hmm. and not, you can't separate that from the employee. Not, right? not to get too deep into your personal situation, but the, just the, the dialogue around, I can't hide that. The fact that there are, there's a fear, like why should you have to hide? Exactly. Why should exactly. That, that is your life. I, I I I tell my staff, they all know I've got four kids. My life exactly. is chaos. I'm driving kids. I told you this morning, I've got right. hockey practices and I'm, I feel like a chauffeur most days, you know? And that consumes a lot of my time, but I want to be there for my kids. Right. You know, I choose to be there for them because I know it's important to them too. My staff are important to me too. So I'll be there for them too. But there are days where yeah, I need the morning off. Right. You know, I need to I need to unplug. And, and I think just to finish is I can't expect that of me and not accept that of the staff here because right. I'm the C level or the CEO here. You know, I think the big thing is the mindset around the culture in the organization. So being a hypocrite doesn't sit well with me. Right. So if I can allow myself to have certain privileges to take a morning off. I should be accepting of my staff to have those same privileges too, because they're also human beings Absolutely. that have other things. Maybe they don't, I don't know of anybody in my organization that has four kids, but I do know some have children, some have pets, right. some have, they're caring for others. There's lots of situations that are outside of my control and that I'm not privy to, but that's okay. Because if they need time, they need time. And I think that's what's leading to a lot of this. What else is out there for me? 
in, in the workforce. Right. right. Yeah, exactly. And that's where we, again, talk about the human experience where, mm-hmm. um, you know, everybody has like, yeah, their employee as an employee, they bring certain things to the table, but there's way more to them. Mm-hmm. Right. So creating a culture where those conversations are had and you're able to learn about others. Uh, I'll give you an example. Right. For me, um, as a director of a lot of different of a few different agencies, you know, culture was one of the biggest ways we attracted talent, right? So when mm-hmm. we would have interviews, um, you know, after we go through all the technical stuff, the first question is like, hey, do you have questions for us? It's like, oh, tell me about the culture. Yeah. I saw online you get, but the, how we built that was, you know, not necessarily through the, the typical video game culture or like drinks after work, which is still cool. But, you know, working with employees, some of them said, hey, I want to do wellness stuff. So we, did, we used to do like wellness events or like yoga team building or like go to the park and do different things or like sure. k- kayaking, yep. right? And it's like, these are some of the things that I don't normally do either. Right. But just being able to bond in different spaces and different atmospheres, that's how you can learn a lot about different people and mm-hmm. um, their experience. And then when they do call in or when they are burnt out, you kind of understand more, right? So it's just about understanding and like getting to know your your organization and your people. I think it's a great way to open up doors because oftentimes what, what ends up happening as you get to know individuals, the comfort factor really settles in right. with them and you. So you get to know each other at a whole other level of um, a respect, um, identifying their drive, you know, what are their, what are their motivating right. factors? So, um, you know, as I have conversations with my staff, in the back of my mind, I'm saying, wow, this individual seems to really have a passion for this thing. I'd love to I'd love to promote that. I'd love to give them the ammunition they need to help support them get better at that thing that ultimately could be rewarding for the agency as a whole and the people that individual is surrounded by. So it's like this, this trickle-down effect, right? Mm. As you get to know someone, get to understand their likes and dislikes and where you can best position them for success, right. it allows you to do that a lot easier when you're a little more personable. They're not robotic, right? They're not just a number in your system of hires. Or exactly. Employees, right? right. And when we talk about the, when we talk about junior talent, right? We, that's what we, that's the personal development piece. Right. Where it's like, what do you like? What type of culture do you want to be a part of? What type of things that are, what are your non-negotiables, right? It's not always just money, right? Is it location? Is it, do you want to be in a fast pace where you have a lot of clients or do you need, you know, only a few clients because I need to think a lot and I need to work on my craft, like from a creative perspective. Right. So uh, coming into the interview or coming into the organization, knowing that is helpful on both ends, right? So then that way it's a better fit from the beginning versus finding that out later. Um, so yeah, that's one of the things we talk about a lot. And, and do you guys talk about um, like adaptation? Like meaning, you know, you can get in as a, a newcomer to the digital world and things are gonna come at you fast and furious and you're gonna learn. You may wanna shift focus. You might wanna specialize, right? Like you may wanna get in as a PPC specialist to right. begin with, but you may say, you know what? I have a real passion for organic or the content or the creative side of the paid landing page structure, whatever. Do you guys kind of 
prepare them for the changes that are they may be coming their way we we do right so that's 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 the t-shaped marketer concept where it's like you have this general knowledge right Mm -hmm. and it's always it's always that balance between having enough information and expertise versus just getting started for right? sure. Because you don't want to necessarily wait until you're like perfect in a certain area. Yeah. But it's like, okay, you're going to have a general knowledge of marketing and digital, right? But start to explore which areas you want to get into, right? And start to express interest in those areas. So mm-hmm. start looking into them, figuring out, okay, if I'm if I like content, is it blog writing content? Is it web type content? Or is it social media style content? Mm-hmm. And then... Now it's like, okay, once you figure out your interests, it's, we talk about going from interest to commitment, Okay, right? So you can have a lot of interest and you can explore a lot of different areas, but eventually you got to commit, right? Right. So you're like, okay, I like PPC. I've, so I'll give you an example for me, actually. I, I did a lot of meetings, right? I started off as in account management and I would work with clients a lot. So I was very familiar with... Um, delivering results, talking to clients, doing boardroom presentations. I was the guy. I was the client. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then what that turned into is public speaking. Right. Because I, I got to a point where I was like, you know what? I used to go to a lot of conferences. I'm like, you know what? I want to be on stage. I want my TED Talk. I still sure. want my TED Talk. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I would go to like a lot of different um, tech conferences and stuff and see people on stage. And I expressed it to the agency. And like you said, they actually supported me. They're like, oh, we'll get you a public speaking coach. We'll help you get speaking gigs, Mm -hmm. right? But now it's on me to commit, right? Right. So now I have to practice public speaking. I have to research, uh, you know, I would would look up convocation speeches and look up some of the great speakers and see how they engage the audience and get all of that. So, you know, once you find those different areas, being interested is cool. But you do have to commit and take onus and like be specific and start learning in those areas. And that's what we help to um, help people to figure out is like, how do you learn best? Right. Is it through like um, helping somebody build a website or is it through like taking a course online? Just figuring out like different pathways to to learn and commit to to being better in different areas. That's amazing. And one of the things I remember reading of yours, one of the blogs you had written about mentorship and confidence on October the 4th you were talking about your old boss and how your old boss kind of said to you, Kareem, just go do it. I trust you. So it's really important when you do get into any environment uh, as a mm. newcomer to start building that trust and rapport with your um, your mentor, your direct boss, so they can have the confidence to just say, go do it. I right. trust you, right? Which is all part of culture and where you end up being and the things that you want to ultimately get to from stage A to commit, wherever stage A, stage A may very well be, I don't know what I want to do. I'm going to try this tech effect thing that I've heard of. Because I will tell digital marketers, especially young digital marketers, Kareem knows his stuff. And Kareem will be on a stage one day. I'm confident to talk at TED. And I would encourage you all to watch it when he does end up doing it. But in the meantime, I just want to thank you for being here today. Really appreciate it. This was a great conversation. I learned a lot from you. I always do. You you put out great content. I want everyone to check out The Tech Effect. If you're new to this space, if you're interested or intrigued, or you just want to enhance your skill sets, this is the guy to talk to. Get to The Tech Effect. Check it out. I'll share the post. uh, I'll share the URL uh, in this uh, video in the post. You guys should check it out and uh, certainly reach out to Kareem. He's an awesome guy. 
very smart, been in this industry a long time, and I think you can do a lot of good for all of you. So, Kareem, thank you for being here today. Thanks for having Much me. Appreciate it. Um, this is a wrap. Brews and buzzwords, tech effect here at Envision. Have an awesome day. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app.